Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers beat the Utah Jazz despite losing Anthony Davis early in the game uh, and ruthlessly once again target Rudy Gobert, Mr. Depoy, down the stretch as they prevailed. Lots to talk about this one. The big story from this one is obviously going to be Anthony Davis's ankle. Uh, he jumped up on a play that kind of started as a lob, and then midair he kind of turned uh, to be able to outlet the ball to a shooter instead of going up at the rim. And while he was kind of turning, as he came down, he lands on Rudy Gobert's heel, and it did not look good. His uh, ankle kind of touched the ground, which is usually kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm getting kind of sick talking about it right now, to be completely honest. But it did not look good. Jen was sitting there next to me, and she kind of noticed, yeah, it, it's not just that he kind of, it's one thing when a player goes straight up, comes straight down, lands on somebody's foot, and tweaks their ankle in that motion. But the fact that he was turning, that he was twisting as he came down, meant that he kind of twisted over that ankle, and she said that's where there was some real reason for concern there. Fortunately, x-rays come back. Uh, They all come back negative, and he is going to go in for an MRI tomorrow, Uh, which, you know, look, sometimes there are the occasional sprains that are worse than breaking it, depending on the ligament damage there. But for right now, we just got to kind of cross our fingers, pray, you know, sacrifice uh, a chicken by way of KFC. Uh, regardless, we got to do whatever we can to send some positive vibes out there so that uh, AD is able to make a, a, a quick and full recovery. All right, let's talk about some good stuff that came out of that game. Uh, and namely that once again, we see that these Utah Jazz are frauds. Uh, Rudy Gobert, especially like... I know statistically this guy is special defensively. I, 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 that is irrefutable at this point. However, this is now multiple games now that the Lakers have down the stretch gone out of their way to target Rudy Gobert. They, it was wild. And not only that, not only is the, the targeting of Rudy Gobert really interesting to me, but on top of that, the, the, the way that the Utah Jazz kind of respond on the court when he's standing there in isolation against LeBron, uh, and by the way, like standing there on an island against LeBron is one of the more terrifying proclamations in all of sports. But still, like that's probably how you should feel when you're standing there and Rudy Gobert is your isolation defender. You probably shouldn't feel particularly confident, but clearly LeBron did. Clearly, the Lakers do, and they just went to it over and over and over. And it was just really crazy to see him kind of, you know, kind of sort of calling for help in those situations. And then it was even crazier to see the Utah Jazz trying to swarm to get the ball out of LeBron James's hands in those moments. Uh, you would think if that guy is the defensive player of the year, having a one-on-one situation is kind of what you would want as a defense. That's that's the ideal situation, you would think. I know if a team wanted to target Anthony Davis 
uh, a healthy Anthony Davis down the stretch of a game, I personally would be thanking them because of the other ways that they could potentially hurt me as a defense. Uh, in this case, though, Utah was was really kind of scared about how those plays were going down, and for good reason. LeBron knocked down big shots. The Lakers did what they had to do defensively and offensively to come back and win this game. As you look at the numbers here, and it's pretty insane. You know how I feel about single game plus minus and that it can get you into some trouble if this is what you're gauging somebody playing a good or a bad game with. But I also think that if they're crazy loud, and in this case it is, uh, that it's worth kind of mentioning. And Rudy Gobert finishes the game, a game worst, minus 27 on the night. Now, maybe it just so happens that the Lakers caught Rudy Gobert twice now on bad nights. But those numbers are so loud uh, that it just kind of shows, again, to me at least, uh, anecdotally, hey, yeah, this guy can still be targeted. This guy probably shouldn't be the anchor of your defense until he can no longer be targeted. What also doesn't help is that the Utah Jazz have been just terrible defensively on the wing for a long time, and they've just refused to improve on that aspect of the game, and it has led to them continuing to be frauds. Fraudulent! With Avery Bradley nursing a knee injury, the Lakers were forced to play, in my opinion, what should have been the starting lineup once they found out that Stanley Johnson is still an NBA player. They started Russell Westbrook, Malik Monk, Stanley Johnson, LeBron, and AD. And that, to me, seems to be their best lineup. I, I, and they opened up the game really well. Uh, the game really kind of went to crap once they went to the bench. And fine, like if you're saying that bringing uh, Malik off of the bench makes it so that it doesn't hurt as much there, I can kind of hear it. But my retort to that would be just go out and get better players so that you don't have so many guys taking DNP CDs as often as guys like uh, DeAndre Jordan, Kent Bazemore, Wayne Ellington, those guys have. Ellington came in, was awful. Uh, I thought one of the big turning points in this game was that Ellington found himself open really often and then just didn't do his job. But but I thought, though, with this one, and it sucks because you know, we're probably not going to be able to see this lineup for a while while AD is out, but that, that starting group, to me, was really interesting and they looked really explosive and uh you know i it sucks that we're probably not going to be able to see it now for a while that said even if we aren't going to see that specific lineup for a while uh and as we wait now the lakers are heading into the buyout or into into buyout season but into the all-star break so you get a you know a little bit of time here you're probably going with you know about a week or so until uh, the, the Lakers next game. Uh, but, and in that time you would think that, you know, all-star weekend teams get to talk to their players about whether or not they would like to be bought out. Teams make their own organizational decisions and all of that. So we'll start to get a little bit more clarity on the buyout market, which means that hopefully the Lakers are able to come by some more productive players. Uh, but, but what this game really kind of told me is that there is just no space in this rotation for Avery Bradley to be playing the same role that he played before this. He has played all season. 
Austin Reeves just a better player. Like he just flat out is better at basketball right now than Avery Bradley. Malik Monk, same thing, just flat out better than Avery Bradley. And one of those two guys needs to be in the starting lineup. Personally, I prefer Monk uh, just because he is a better shooter than uh, Reeves right now, and defenses have to care a little bit more, and it allows you to be that much more explosive offensively. Uh, But if you are making the case for Austin Reeves, I'm not going to call you objectively wrong. It's not that the only objectively wrong thing to do here is to watch that game and to try to insert Avery Bradley back into the role that he's played all year. That just cannot happen. And if it does, then Frank just isn't very good at his job. Last note here from this one. I found it fascinating to watch LeBron Uh, right after AD got hurt, and he was just kind of in his own head. It really looked like uh, for a long time there, you know, in the third quarter, I think he only scored about three points in that third quarter, exploded in the fourth. Uh, But but in that third quarter, you could just kind of tell, it just seemed like there were other things going on in his mind. And, and, you know, for decent reason, Uh, the, the second best player on this team just went down again, uh, and this seat, you know, he's already probably a little upset at the fact that the deadline went the way that it did for more on that check out, uh, earlier today, I had a fun conversation with George Sedano on my show, uh, to discuss that aspect of things as well. Um, and fortunately, you know what? He woke up, the Lakers woke up, the arena woke up and the Lakers, like I've said earlier, just came back and, and, and took care of business. But, but I was really interested, and I am going to be really interested to see the way that LeBron approaches the rest of this year. Is he going to kind of go into protective mode? He's been nursing this knee now for a little while. He said that this is just going to be something that he has to deal with, kind of like the high ankle sprain last year where it's going to take an offseason to just kind of move past this. Uh, Is he going to push it? Is he going to try to keep the Lakers afloat until AD comes back? Uh, Is he going to just kind of back off and say, you know what, guys, it clearly wasn't our year this year. Let's head into the offseason. Let's see what we can do to tweak this roster and and go about it that way. It's fascinating to think about the the implications of the direction that he uh, goes in for the rest of this year. Tonight, he kind of had to wrap his head around the new reality and then woke up, and the Lakers won. Given where the Lakers are in the standings, there is no time right now to wrap your head around the reality. You just have to hit the ground running and try to keep this team afloat if that is something that he wants to do. It's going to be really interesting to see how he does so and if he is inclined to do it at all in the first place. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Make sure you guys check her, check out the Anthony Irwin show uh, from earlier today. George Sedano hopped on, and he and I talked about the deadline and the ramifications of it, uh, given some of the leaks that we have seen since. Uh, I thought that was a really fun and interesting conversation. Uh, check out the recap and all of the quotes that are coming out on SilverScreenAndRoll.com, uh, where Harrison and Jacob and the rest of the team are going to have you covered there. And until tomorrow, when Harrison and I record a Lakers lounge, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.